not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a truthican, and the truth as I see it is that we've been divided in this country by design by people who benefit from that division, and it's not going to turn out well for 99% of us unless we all come together as one human race, realize we have all the power, and tell the establishment to go fuck themselves. Before Trump won, then everybody was like, these election machines are all fucked up. They shouldn't be connected to the internet, and why are there computers inside them when they just got account shit? But then Biden won, and they were like, no, they're fine now. If you're not smart enough to be my friend, fuck you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Truth Again Podcast, episode 60. I am one of your hosts, Tim Gaither. That is your other host, Mike Baldwin. This is the Screaming Goat, who we will use if we absolutely have to. I don't think Mike likes him. <laughs> I don't I don't dislike it. It's like... It, it, it's equivalent to my dad farting. It's like, no, I don't want you to stop forever. I just am going to shake my head every time you do it. Yeah. <laughs> I always hear you under your breath go, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, we at the Truth Again Podcast are uh, big fans of the truth, or at least the way we see it. Uh, we think Trump is the best chance we have to bring this country back to what it's supposed to be. And uh, more evidence of that comes out all the time. Um, you know, I was thinking about this today as far as like Joe Biden, and I've probably said this before, but, um, you know, they could have found a much better candidate than Joe Biden if it wasn't all corrupt and they, if it wasn't about more than just an election, they had Tulsi Gabbard, they had, they had other people that were smarter and better politicians and better people. Um, but they had to find someone as corrupt and compromised as Joe Biden, or they had to use someone as corrupt and compromised as Joe Biden to continue their plan to destroy America for one. And to just, they just had to have somebody who's a total yes man. I don't believe that Joe Biden makes any decisions concerning anything. I think he just takes his orders. He's a career politician. He's like every guy I knew in college that was in a fraternity that had all the old tests with the answers on it. And, you know, just like George W. Bush was, um, he's just that guy. And, and it's for their, for their purposes, their nefarious purposes, um, and stealing the election and everything. That's why they got Biden. It's not because they're like, well, he's the best we got. Let's roll the dice with him. You know, they were just like, ah. that's why Obama said something when they were first, uh, when he was first on the scene, as far as becoming the president, he was like, don't, Miss, don't don't underestimate Joe's ability to fuck this up. And uh, I don't yeah. know if that's an actual quote or not. I've heard that said many times, but I've never seen like a video of Obama saying that. Well, as far as I'm concerned, it's still a good quote. And yeah, like he's yeah. he hasn't denied it. And people have said that he said it and he hasn't sued him or whatever. So maybe he did. But regardless, yeah, Biden's uh, he's either the Democrats like puppet or he's a puppet of the plan if there is such a thing and maybe there's not but every single day i'm like that probably wouldn't have happened if if this whole thing wasn't pre-coordinated speaking of obama and of defending himself has he really come out and defended himself about anything i'm like trump says shit about him all the time he recently said something I don't know if I screenshot it or not, but that quote, I'm sure you saw it where he calls uh, 
where he calls uh, Obama Biden's boss in capital letters. Have you seen that quote? I don't remember. I think so, but this is just a couple days ago. I don't know, but it's interesting that it reminds me of when uh, I forget who the news guy was, whose like secretary died and Trump like basically called him a murderer on Twitter. And everybody was like, Oh, he's going to get the shit suit out of him. And I don't know that he ever did. I wish I could think of that guy's name right now. He's, he's it's a notable name. Uh, but yeah, and Obama's the same way. Part of me is like, they don't want to take him to court for these things because they know the truth will come out and they'll get busted for lying, you know, for the thing that was said being the actual truth. But then another part of me is like, they just got PR lawyers and stuff that are like, just don't respond. Like if you respond, it gives it credit. Like just ignore it. Pretend like he's you, like, you don't even care, you know? So I don't know, but I read a thing the other day about how the Obamas had like the cops called on them and uh, in their Martha's Vineyard home, like 40 something times. And I don't know yeah. if that's true either. It's the truth again, where we say shit that we're not entirely sure is false. <laughs> we're interested in the truth. That doesn't mean we necessarily always know what it is. <laughs> yeah, we'll change it to the truthish can the truthish can. Um... This is the quote. He says, the same people that raided Israel are, good Lord, I need better lighting. The same people that raided Israel are pouring into our once beautiful USA through our totally open southern border. He put that in all caps. At record numbers. Are they planning an attack within our country? Cricket Joe Biden and his boss in capital letters, Barack Hussein Obama did this to us. I like how he always puts Hussein just to like. Just to throw in. in. So then when it comes out that he was uh uh islamist or muslim or whatever the whole time that trump will be like i know i tried pointing that out to you guys but nobody wanted to listen isn't he muslim by faith or not i don't i don't know i know there's pictures of him with the, the stuff on but you know maybe he was just at a a gathering or whatever where they're like you should dress like everybody else so i don't know i, I they haven't I know the only thing I remember is John McCain defending him when he was doing like a town hall somewhere. You remember that clip yeah. where the, the lady was like, I don't trust him because he's a Muslim. And McCain's like, I got to stop you right there. Like, he's not. He's cool. You guys, he's fine. But vote for me. Like, I, I would think if McCain was really running against him and wanted to beat him, he'd be like, we don't know. Maybe. Probably. Yeah, well, that or he wanted to, McCain wanted to look like a good guy by being like, he's a profoundly decent man. I think that was the actual words he used. Um, but now looking back on it, or depending again on what you believe, I saw a documentary with all these guys that served with McCain in Vietnam, and they they called him the songbird. Have I talked to you about this before? I think so. But they called him on. the songbird because the the Viet Cong would like, you know, they would go to prisoners and be like, hey, who wants a decent meal? Who wants to sleep on something that's not, you know, what you're sleeping on now? Um, so they would get people like McCain and and get information from them about what uh, the military was planning. Um, and then they would give them decent meals and let them sleep in there. So all his people that he was prisoners with um his his uh 
brothers in arms in the military that were also captured, they hated his guts. And McCain was not who they made him out to be. Like, he's one of those guys that, speaking of fraternity kids, he was one of those guys who um, he graduated like the bottom of his class, but his grandfather was an admiral, his dad was an admiral, um, and he wasn't a very good soldier or student or anything. But since his, since he's, since his dad and grandpa were, they took care of him. And then when he got captured, he sang like a bird. And that's why all the people that he served with just hated him. And like there were veterans like right outside his window in Arizona or whatever. And he wouldn't, he didn't give any of them the time of day, according to reports in this documentary. Um, hmm. So it's a pretty interesting documentary. I think it may have been called the songbird. I don't know, but I know Trump shat all over him and didn't like him. And yeah, like he even got to the point that he was like, I won't even say his name. And then he became like no name. That was his code word. If you just look up on Twitter search and type in no name, it's going to be something about John McCain. Can can we? I mean, I started to research. I started to look it up on my phone. Is is Obama a Muslim like by faith? Because that's certainly not like illegal. It's the biggest um, uh, Islam is the biggest religion there is. If it's bigger than Christianity or anything as far as numbers. Um, oh. You're kind of froze on me. And here we are 10 minutes later after the previous conversation because I Googled the question that Tim asked about a former president being a certain religion and my whole internet cut out. So I'm not saying that those things are connected. Uh, but earlier we were talking about Trump saying uh, Biden and his boss are letting all of these people into our country. So I wanted to share this video of uh, the war room with what's his name, Steve Bannon, talking to uh, Cash Patel about the potential. Like we've had people, I don't want to say the word flooding, but coming into our country pretty regularly since Biden has become president. And for several years before Trump became president, we had lots of illegal people just crossing the border and now they're all here. And so what are they what are they doing? What are they going to do? So you can play that video if you want and we can uh move on from that unallowed topic. Okay. Hey, before I before I play this video, um it's kind of out of left field, but I didn't want to forget it. Um have you seen the judicial watch thing that says uh, Biden kicks his dogs? I've yeah, I saw that. I and I saw the video of Biden kicking his dog and he was just like using his leg to move the dog a certain direction. I don't think he was kicking it. And yeah, I've, I and I've had enough large dogs in my life that I don't hold that against him for nudging a dog with his foot because I've done it a thousand times in my life. Yeah, but, those are the those are the kind of videos I wish they wouldn't show because it's like that he's not he's clearly He's not clearly kicking his dog. He's more like stepping over him. Um, and the dog doesn't listen to him because he's a piece of shit. But <laughs> I guess you can say they're that. They're both pieces of shit. Like that's a, a pit bull only bites somebody if it's not trained not to. And yeah. the same way, a German shepherd only runs around crazy if it's not taught to not do that. Right. So uh, it's, it's the human's fault, but the dog isn't smart. So you can't say, no, he's a smart dog. 
Like he's he hasn't been taught well. He's a poorly educated dog. Just like Hunter Biden, he's a piece of crap for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of true. Like the, neither one of them can just go straight without problems. But that's like uh oh, what was I gonna say? Nope, fucking lost it. I used to say about Hunter Biden all the time. I'm like, he's one of those guys where you're like, who raised you? Well, Joe Biden raised him. Yeah. Or, or kind of raised him. He was, I think he was gone a lot of the time. You know, was, I mean, on one hand, I think I've said this before a long time ago in the beginning of this podcast. A, a, you know, the human side of me feels a little bit bad for Hunter Biden as far as, you know, I understand why he turned into a piece of shit. His dad was never around and his mom had just died. And, um, and then his dad's off doing being a politician and letting him be raised by nannies. And he probably got into drugs at a young age because of all that stuff. And that happens with a lot of rich kids. You know, it's not just poor kids that get into drugs by any means. Oftentimes it's rich kids who have or are given like, you know, Porsches at 16 years old. It's like, well, what do I do now? I'm 16. I've got a better car than people who have worked their ass off their entire lives. I mean, I've got nothing else to do, but see what this heroin does. <laughs> right. And they're like, ooh, this is way better than driving fast. But yeah. yeah, but like you were saying about the dog thing and and the point I was going to make was like, and then people just read the headline and then they post on Twitter or whatever. And they're like, oh, dog kicking Joe Biden. Did you hear he kicks his dog? And it's like, that's not like you don't even know the story and you're spreading it like that's the kind of shit that. Yeah, that ends up making us look like idiots. Us being the people that, you know, don't want one world government or whatever. But all right. Yeah. So there's that thing. Okay. Uh, well, here's the video of Steve Bannon and Cash Patel. It's pretty good. He detected that oh. two dozen known. Hey, I can pause it from my end. I don't know why it's not bigger. I thought I made it widescreen. I, I don't. Anyway. All right. Sorry. Terrorist affiliates had illegally crossed into the country from the southern border. And here's the scarier part. They don't know where they are today. That is who they know they missed. So the question you have to ask, Steve, is how many hundreds, if not thousands of cartel members and terrorists and terrorist allies and CCP affiliates infiltrated through the southern border because they're coming in at the rate of what? Twenty one thousand a month that the U.S. does not know about. And Joe Biden wants to give them I.D. cards. The, the scale of this is so overwhelming. And the I.G. just said we don't keep we don't track them. We don't. Every adult should take some time today to see the footage of what these animals did to the people in Israel. And these are just, and these are just, you know, these are old women. These are families. They're shooting children. These, the, ki the, the girls. That's going to happen in the United States of America. That day is coming. Write that down. That day is coming because of what we're allowing to happen on the southern border. 220,000 a month. What if 1% of those individuals were affiliated, 1% with criminal organizations that we know of, with cartels that we know of, with foreign terrorist organizations that we know of, and they are in and around America and have been moving in and around America for two plus months with CCP funding, Iranian support, Mideast terrorist organization financing, all to do one thing, establish sleeper cells in the US and yes. wait for the right time to do this yes. to us. I I can't say that there's 0% chance of that. 
but it, but then the like the 911y the post 911 part of me is like ah well you know i don't want to discriminate i don't want to look at every person that's here that that i can tell is from a different country and be like uh is that one of them so i'm torn you know but i i would say like make sure that you can defend yourself like watch your watch your back when you're in public if you're walking at night like like we do comedy and one thing that that i've thought about several times is nobody's really checking bags of people on their way in you know and and another i saw a picture the other day of the denver airport and like the line for security at the denver airport there were thousands of people standing there and you can get on like a, a level above it and look down at it and that's where the picture was from and i've been there and i've waited through that line but they're not checking people until they get to the end of that line so those thousand people that are all standing there with bags like before long, we're going to have airport security on like the street outside the airport. Yeah, well, that makes complete sense in a scary as hell way. I mean, I, I, I've never even really thought about that. But yeah, it's just like when they check your bottle of water and they're like, you can't have this. And then they throw it in a trash. I'm like, OK, well, if that was some kind of bomb making shit why would you just throw it in the trash right by where you're working? You know, but they don't think <laughs> right. about it. They don't think about that shit. They're just like, this is the rule chunk. They don't, you yeah. know, I mean, they just know what their jobs are. And, and the water thing is probably for money more than anything else. People are like, I'll just buy a drink once I get in there. And they're yeah. like, hell yeah. Three more dollars, five or, more dollars or eight. Yeah, I know. I just yeah. thought of that as I said it, I was like, you'd be lucky to find a $3 beverage. Yeah, especially um bottle of water. But yeah, I've thought about that too. Like how much have these dicks made since 9-11 just on bottled water? You know, they're probably breaking off a piece of that for somebody. Um, That's true. But on, on the Steve Bannon point, like that's entirely possible. And stuff like that has already happened in the UK and stuff where they have like big marches or like people go crazy and stab a bunch of people. They don't have gun problems over there as much because they've outlawed most of the guns. So now people just walk around with swords and machetes and shit. And it's, I, I don't know, man. Like I, there's two sides to everything. Somebody posted a thing. I wish I had it in front of me right now. And it was basically like, look, if I say that, uh, people killing women and children is bad. That doesn't mean that I support Israel 100%. And if I say, you know what I mean? Like I'm not a hundred percent against Palestinians just because a lot of the Hamas or whatever are terrorists and shit. Like I'm sure there's some super cool Palestinian people that live in Gaza and the West bank and stuff that are just like, man, I'd love to get the fuck out of here. I'd love to go to America, you know? but they're just stuck. They can't, or their mom lives down the street and they're like, well, I'm not going to leave my mom here. You know, like there's a, any number of circumstances, but it's just, it's not racist or bigoted or anything like that to be like, we should arrest or kill people that want to kill a bunch of people. Like it doesn't matter what your reason is. 
And that's the, that's where we're at today. That's where we're going to be for the next year or so. Are, are people doing terrible things, maybe terrorist shit and getting caught. And then a bunch of people defending them and being like, well, if we were nicer to them, they wouldn't have to do this. And it's like, no dude, that's obviously the wrong side to take in this. Like, we are i the the american way is better than let's cut this guy's hand off for stealing like it's clearly a better right system for everybody granted i bet they have a lot less theft over there so you know and i'm not 100% of uh, against cutting the dick off of guys that do perverted illegal sex shit you know yeah so, well, that, that that stuff's always bothered me as far as like whenever there's a mass shooting or something they always want to get to the reason i'm like it doesn't matter what their reason are they're crazy they're they're terrible people if you shoot up innocent people it doesn't matter what your reason is and i think if anything when you say what the reason is it makes it emboldens other batshit crazy people to be like that's my reason too and i'm gonna back this guy up by doing the same thing he just did i don't think we should explore their reason at all just like when when that guy shot up el paso or whatever and he said it was because of trump and people are like this is why we have to get rid of these people it's like we have to get rid of we have to help crazy people and and make sure they don't you know i don't know the answer but i don't know i know that i don't give a shit what the reason is and going back to the steve bannon video i i think that's highly likely that there are people um you know a lot of the that's that's a that's the danger of letting so many illegals in the country is you don't know who that is yeah the overwhelming majority of them could be good people just looking for a better way of life and i understand that completely um and that is what america was founded on but that's why you have to be more careful about who gets in because it only takes a handful of people to do some really awful shit. Um, and I think we have another video uh, about it. Um, maybe not. I don't know. But uh, yeah, what did, he, what did he say? Two dozen of them have already been identified as as terrorists. Is that what he said? Yeah, the uh, I forget who it was. A government guy admitted that we have about 24. I forget the exact number. Uh, people that were on the terrorist watch list that we know came across the border and they're now in America and they don't know where they are. And those are the ones that they know. There's like, I forget the exact thing, but it's like the known knowns. Those are things that you know and you know that you know them. And then there's the unknown knowns. And then there's the known unknowns, which are like things that you know for a fact that you don't know. And then there's the unknown unknowns, which is like, I don't have any idea. And I didn't even think about thinking about that. So it's like, how many people are terrorists and have crossed our border illegally and are just living here, just got a place. And just like he said in the video, just waiting, waiting for the day that that order comes through where it's like, you know, what could happen? Like a, a certain thing could be said on TV or a, a tweet could be sent out from a, a particular thing that they're all following. That's like, go now. And then all of those people just grab their gun, grab a knife, grab a grenade, whatever, and just go out onto the street. 
And then on the news, you hear about how there were 80 separate attack incidents today. Or you don't even hear about it on the news because they're like, oh, they were all foreign people. Like, we don't want people to be mad at foreign people. I don't know, man. It's a it's a big, giant, crazy ball of of fucked up in this. <laughs> yeah, and not only are they here, but they're getting $2,200 a month, which is more than people on Social Security or welfare get in large part. And they're getting free cell phones to talk to each other. Um, so we're essentially funding their terrorist organization, so to speak, you know, Um I wouldn't think I wouldn't think this as much if there were uh, husbands and wives with their children or, you know, a a woman with children with her grandma or something. But when I see a bus filled with 25 year old dudes by themselves and they all get I'm like, what what is this? What are these guys doing? But then I also think back to like Ellis Island days or whatever. And I don't know if that was the case then or not. I feel like people brought their whole families over here. But I guess I've heard stories of like people moving here by themselves, making it first and then bringing their family over. But still, if I lived in Pakistan or fucking Iraq or whatever, I'd be like, I'm going to keep my wife and kids with me. Cause I don't want to just leave them here by themselves with all of you guys. Cause I know what we do here. Yeah. Well, like you said, they're, they're young, they're strong. They're um, not with family seeking asylum. They're just there, you know, and, and the thing is the biggest takeaway, I guess, is that you don't know, you know, and again, it doesn't mean, it doesn't have to be thousands of them. It can, you know, if you believe the official story of nine 11, which we all know, I don't, that was 18 guys that did that, um, you know, supposedly. So, but 19. It, it, 19, but it doesn't take, it doesn't take that many to, to do, you know, something. It only takes one person to. Um, yeah. But, but then that gets into, well, we should track everybody and we should listen to everything that they say all the time for our safety. And it's like, well, we don't want that either. What we, what we want is for people that are here to want to do things the way that we do things here. We don't want to make America another country. We want America to be its thing where we're all proud of the flag and we all like support our own country and, and are proud of it and that kind of shit. Like we don't want people here. It's like Trump said, like we don't want people here who hate our country. Yeah. Well, again, that's why you have to be more careful about who you let in. That was the whole purpose of the wall. It wasn't to keep people out who are just, you know, brown. It was to keep people out who were looking to, uh, you know, do some awful shit. That was the whole point of it. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. Um, and they're like, everybody just get in line. Like, we'll we'll look at your ID. We'll check your, run your fingerprints and shit. And if you're good to go, then come on in. Like, that doesn't seem like a bad system to me. I joked about it on stage for a while, and I was like, people are like, oh, but the line's too long. And it's like, so, like, if I go to Six Flags or whatever, and I want to ride a roller coaster, I don't just get to walk up to the front and be like, but I want to I want to ride it a lot. And they're like, all these people want to ride it the same amount as you do, dude. Like, you have to get in the back of the line. That's There's no excuse. Yeah, and that's for a one-minute roller coaster. That's not for a better way of life forever. 
Right. <laughs> you know, so that's just how it is. I mean, anything worth having takes time and it's hard and uh, that goes for anything in life, you know, but especially if you want to come into the country and become an American and all that, it's not that that's a ridiculous argument. Um, just like a lot of arguments you hear, but um, yeah. Where do we want to go from here? Uh, well, we can stay on this uh, Israel we, sort of thing. Yeah, we, we definitely should. Did you, do you, do we have the video of the guy from New York saying that? Um, yeah. You want to watch that? Yeah, I think that'd be a this good follow-up. And before we watch it, I would I'll I'll preface it by saying like this dude's obviously not a, a professional speaker. Uh, he's just yelling shit off the top of his head, but he's got a huge crowd and they're all hooting and hollering for it. And it's this sort of thinking that that's going to get people in trouble. And it, but at the same time, I'm sitting here. And I'm not super religious. I know you're more religious than I am. But if I had to pick one, I would say, you know, Christian God, Jesus, that kind of stuff. Like I buy into that more than anything else. But I honestly don't know. And that's part of the journey is that you don't know. You got to find what to believe. But when somebody says things like our religion is the right one and all the others are wrong, then it's like you don't know, dude. Like, you don't know any more than I know. You just believe. And now you're just trying to force other people to believe. Anyway, all right. We'll play yeah. I'll def we'll definitely play it. But I want to say real quick that I don't consider myself religious. I just try to, I, I try and try to understand as best I can because it's not, it's not super clear cut. I don't care what anyone says. It's not super clear cut. The, the Bible, you know, the religious scholars and pastors and stuff they want to say like it's not confusing and it's not contradictory and i've been reading the bible and some things are very contradictory and confusing um so i'm trying to live my life as close to what jesus did as possible even though i fail miserably and that's the whole gist of christianity you you ask for forgiveness and you try to turn away from your sins and and sin less not not be sinless but sin less than you do and and your life will be better but the gist of it also is love and forgiveness and all that and and extreme uh, and, and Muslims obviously you know there's a lot of good Muslims they're not all terrorists and bad people but I think it and again I'm speaking out of ignorance as far as the religion I have no idea but I think it is a little more acceptable so to speak to be like violent about like I don't I shouldn't say that because I don't know but um, they they believe that their way and I guess never mind it's all contradictory because Christians believe that there's only one way to get to heaven and and I believe that too but at the same time uh, you can't be violent about it I'm doing a terrible job of explaining this but um, but I understand and and I look back at like the history of of Christianity and the Crusades and that kind of stuff and it's like it's not like all Christians have always just been great people you know. Like you can, it's like race, you know, you can be a piece of shit no matter what you are, or you can be a super chill, cool dude and just be like, oh yeah, I love Allah. Like I, you know, but I'm not going to like hit you or anything like yeah. the, I think more of those people exist than, than the ones who are like death to America and that kind of stuff. But I mean, I don't see what other religions are there that shout death to America? Like, 
Well, something you said reminded me of something I say all the time, which is that I, I think it's a shame that religion is so often what keeps people from ever knowing God, because there's a lot of Christians who they get all judgmental and they be and they they want to uh, you know talk about what God hates and all this other stuff and 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 act like it's okay to judge other people, but that just turns people away from the message you're trying to preach, which is that. Jesus died for your sins and, and you, you can all accept Jesus and it's, it's, um, and follow his way of teaching as best you possibly can. And, and you'll be better off for it. Um, but it's not my job to be like, well, this is why you're going to burn in hell. You know, um, I'm not the guy who decides those things. And I also think just while we're talking about it, I, I think God is smart enough to know that we all think the way we do. I mean, the just you're supposed to believe in Jesus. You're supposed to believe he died on the cross for us and, and was resurrected on the third day and all that in order to get into heaven. But I also think that God is smart enough to know what we struggle with and why and how we were raised. And, you know, it's not, I don't think it's as, just as black and white as, as a lot of people make it out to be. I think we're all judged on an individual basis according to, what we know and what was put in our brain from a young age and, and all that stuff. So I, I, I don't think it's as cut and dry and I'm not the authority on it. I don't, I don't know, but, and I'm not speaking for God certainly, but uh, his ways are above our ways and he's way smarter than we could ever hope to be. And, you know, so I don't know, man, I'm not making, I don't know if I'm making any sense or not, but. Um, yeah, you are play the, okay. uh, the Tucker video first. If you can hear me, my internet's being weird again. Which one's the Tucker? I see that it's hard to tell. The one that doesn't have a whole bunch of people in it. Okay. ...about death. All anxiety and all fear stems from the most basic of all fears, which is the fear of death, which is inborn. You feel it from the moment you arrive because you know it's going to end on some level. So it's essential not to be afraid to die. And once you decide, I'm really not afraid to die, nothing scares you. What's scary at that point? Bring it on. Oh, you're going to criticize me on Facebook. You're going to bring suit against me. You're going to arrest me. You're going to kill me. So what? Go ahead. We're going to die. Should it mean something? Should our life mean something? That's the only choice we get to make. The rest of it is out of our hands. One of the greatest essays I've ever read was by George Orwell. He winds up in this, in this hospital for the indigent, and he's in a huge bay, and people all around him are dying. But they're not dying of anything interesting. They're dying of, like, diarrhea and the flu and he describes how horrible it is and he has this line there he says there's so many tears shed for guys who die during the great war but he goes that's nothing compared to the way the people around me are dying it's gonna be bad no matter what you might as well die with your shoes on doing something you believe in that was orwell's conclusion all the religion stuff basically true it is there was something about the atomic bomb going off, in my opinion, that completely changed people's assumptions. And I think that display of godlike power gave people the false impression that they were gods. The most secular nation in the world, they were fervent evangelists until about 20 minutes ago. And you could even just do the law of averages here. Are we right? Or is every other human being who's ever lived right? And I'm thinking the overwhelming evidence lands on the other yeah, is a God. And this is not the end. Nobody's ever not thought that. Right. 
Yeah, I kind of wish we would have listened to that before I, I rambled for so long. But the closer I get to God, the less I'm a, I'm not, I don't want to die. I want to see my son raised and there's a lot of reasons I want to live, but um, I, I'm not, I, I'm not really afraid of it anymore. You know, I, I in, in, a, in one way, I kind of look forward to it. The closer, the more I start to believe in uh, more solidly, you know, I'm, I'm not really afraid of dying like I used to be. I've always just been curious about it. I've never wanted, like, I, avoiding pain is more important to me than avoiding death. Like, I, as far as actually dying goes, I just want to find out what happens. I want to, like, see a, a dead friend and be like, eh, like, hey, we're, look at us, you know, and then, like, fly over to him and shit and be like, what the fuck? And he's like, I know, dude, we can do all sorts of shit here. Like we yeah. can do heroin and, and then we can, there's an off switch. We can just turn it off or we can just start life over again. If you want, I, I don't know. I, I look forward to finding out what happens, but I also don't want to die. Yeah. Yeah. You want to you want to, you know, do what you're here for. And, and, uh, but yeah, it, it, and it is kind of freeing once you're not really afraid of it. You're like, well, you know, like he was saying who to hell with it, you know, who cares what people Think I'm, I'm not forever. to the I'm not to the death part yet, but I am I'm shifting past the oh no you're gonna make fun of me on Facebook phase, which is where I and I would say a majority of Americans have been for the last several years. Which is like yeah, I think this way, but I'm not gonna say anything about it to my Facebook friends because people will be mad at me, you know? Yeah. Well, it does wear on you like like uh, Callie Fontilla. I, I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but she's pretty big on Instagram and, and she's got a pretty good following and she's going to be on our podcast next week. That's our first guest in our, she'll be our 61st episode and she's our first guest. And she was talking about how she did an interview for, I think it was OAN News and she felt all self-conscious and, and was really suffering from anxiety and all that stuff. And I go through those phases, you know, where I, just get sick of it all. And then I get reinvigorated and then I feel that way again a little bit. And then I get over it. And I think that's just part of life, but especially these yeah, days. Well, Go ahead. I feel like you had something to say. Uh, not really. I've said it before that I think there, there's a lot of people that have reached out to me and be like, I enjoy your podcast. And I'm like, really? Cause you've never liked anything we put up, you know, <laughs> but I think they're afraid to just publicly admit it. Those people are called lurkers, and I'm happy that they exist because they give us views at least. Uh, yeah. But before we, before we move on from the God thing, I saw a thing on Twitter that I thought was interesting. Do you know who C.S. Lewis, Lewis was? Yeah, I'm actually reading uh, two of his books right now. All right. So uh, he said a thing. People were talking about God and free will and stuff like that, and and then people say, like, if there's a God, then why do bad things happen? You know, so I want to read this thing. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. From C.S. Lewis. God created things which had free will. That means creatures which can go wrong or right. Some people think they can imagine a creature which was free but had no possibility of doing wrong. But I can't. If a thing is free to be good, it's also free to be bad. And free will is what has made evil possible. Why then did God give them free will? 
because free will, though it makes evil possible, is also the only thing that makes possible any love or goodness or joy worth having. A world of automata of creatures that worked like machines would hardly be worth creating. The happiness which God designs for his higher creatures is the happiness of being freely, voluntarily, voluntarily united to him and to each other in ecstasy of love and delight compared with which the most rapturous love between a man and woman of this earth is mere milk and water. And for that, they've got to be free. Of course, God knew what would happen if they used their freedom the wrong way. Apparently, he thought it worth the risk. If God thinks this state of war in the universe is a price worth paying for free will, that is, for making a real world in which creatures can do good or harm and something of real importance can happen instead of a toy world which only moves when he pulls the strings, then we may take it is worth paying. Eh. Is that from mere Christianity? No idea. It's from the guy who runs the Babylon Bee, and he just quoted it. C.S. Lewis died in like 1955 or something, maybe maybe later than that, maybe it's the 60s, but he's been dead a long time, but his stuff is very still very relevant. And I is have he to... the time machine guy? No, not to my knowledge. Um, who, wrote, he... who wrote the time machine? Now I'm going to look it up. I think that was a guy whose last name was Trump, wasn't it? No, that was uh, the Baron thing. Oh, H.G. Wells is H.G. Wells. Time okay, okay. It's that whole you know two two letters followed by a name thing. Yeah, um, but yeah, C.S. Lewis is one of those guys that you have to be like focused when you're reading it. Um, you can't be like thinking about other shit. You know, that's why I like like John Grisham books. Like I can. I can be thinking about other stuff and still get the gist of what it's saying enough to right. move on. He grabbed the gun. He walked in the room. He stabbed the son of a bitch. And you're like, all right, I know the story. Yeah. With like, with, with John Grisham, you can read like the court stuff and just kind of be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get to the good stuff. And, but with CS Lewis, you have to like focus on what he's saying. And there are times where I pick it up and I try to read it and I'm like, I have no clue what this guy's saying, you know, and then I, and then I'll pick it up another time and I'm like, Oh, okay. No, I totally get it. But if I try to read too much, my brain just gets uh, not smart enough to <laughs> figure That's how, that's how I am with Jordan Peterson. Yeah. I, when I, when I first started reading Jordan Peterson stuff, I was like just completely lost. And I wish that I had been more into it. I think I've said this before too, but it doesn't matter. Um, Jordan Peterson is famous for the lobster thing. And people shit all over it because they were like, oh, Jordan Peterson thinks people are just like lobsters. And like at the time, I had no argument for it because I remember a friend of mine straight up saying that and being like the lobster guy. Yeah. And but but now, if given the chance, I would explain like, no, all he was saying was that lobsters like humans fight for dominance. They want to be the best lobster so they can get the best mate and that's their whole life that's their whole drive is to like be the best grow the biggest claws or beat the most formidable foe or whatever like and so his point was that even a billion years ago or whenever lobsters came along that was the drive and we still have that in us of like, I want to be better than the guy next to me. I want to do my best and I want to get the prettiest girl and do this and that. I want to be successful. Like, 
And that's what I would have said then, but I didn't understand it from reading 30 pages of like the shit that he said. Now uh, that I've read it a few times, I can look at it and be like, oh yeah, I know what he's talking about. But at the time I was like, I don't even know, dude. Like, yeah, it reminds audio... me. Sorry, go ahead. Didn't mean to interrupt no, you. Go. Go I was just going to say, it, it reminds me of uh, that quote and I don't know who the quote's from, but it's the quote is uh, we mock what we don't understand. And that's the, we, we live, we live that every day in our society. You know, people are always mocking shit. And I'm like, I'm like, that's not what the guy said. That's not what he meant. You know, Trump, does, Trump's yep. the king of it. You know, he's the, he's, he's the king of getting mocked for shit. People don't understand, or they only hear a clip of it. And, and in that way, or, he was the mainstream media's uh, wet dream. You know, he's like, ah, he said this, clip it right, and we'll make him look like a moron. You know, yeah. Or it's like the the kick in the dog thing from earlier. People just share the story without even reading the story. They're just like, oh, did you hear that Trump said shithole countries? And it's like, what? What was the? What was he talking about? And they're like, ah, he just thinks certain countries are shitholes. Like, what yeah. a terrible human being. Yeah. It's like, do we think that there aren't shithole countries? Yeah. The I people that, that live right, in we, those countries probably think the same thing. We've got, uh, oh, I think I'm cutting out, but you can play that other video if you want, and then I'll line up some more. Okay. It's not working. <laughs> there it is. What? Nope. This is by far the best video we've ever done. Um, can you hear me? Nope, it's not working. Well, that wouldn't. It wouldn't play. Let's try it one more time. Yeah, wouldn't work. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but I uh, everything's getting weird again, and I don't know why. Yeah, that sucks. That was the video of the the Islamic guy, right? Yes. Just you talk for a minute and and let this work itself out. It'll be fine in a minute or two. Okay. Well, it, if it doesn't come back where we can see it, we can at least like introduce introduce it and talk about it a little bit. It was it was the it was our worst nightmare as far as like Muslim extremists go. He was he, this guy is saying that um, he's one of the Muslims that think that it should be in everyone's house and that we should all believe the way this guy believes, no matter what happens, no matter if it takes violence or whatever. And again, it only takes a handful of people to be of the same mindset as this guy before we've got a real problem on our hands. Um, so you want to try to play it again? Yeah, try it again. We'll see. Okay. This is the correct religion. This is the religion that all of humanity needs to be a part of Islam. And we will not stop until it enters every home. So I want you to repeat after me. I want to hear it in every single district. It should tremble. Brooklyn should hear it. The Bronx should hear it. Queens should hear it. Say it as if the Ummah depends on this, my brothers and sisters. God, we 
worthy of worship except Allah, the God of Jesus, the God of Moses, the God of Abraham, and the God of the last and final Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Did it all play that time? Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know all why right. I don't know why someone like that would ever come to New York City anyway. Why don't you just why don't you just stay where you were <laughs> and believe that way? <laughs> I don't know. And who knows? You know, maybe that guy's lived here his whole life and maybe he's never been over there. Like yeah. that's uh, another thing is that we've got all of these people here uh, since the the Palestine Israel thing started the other day. I mean, you've got people marching in the street and all sorts of different cities in support of Palestine, which is like, I'm not a, a big Israel guy. Like I don't, I feel like they've got, I look at Israel the same way. I look at the United States, which is like most of the people there are probably good, but they've got, the spy agencies and shit at the top. And those are the ones that are putting out all the propaganda and trying to run the world and shit. I think there's, there's one world government people in every chunk of everything. So it doesn't matter what religion or what country or whatever. There's a few people there that, that are in on like the secret mission, which is like, look, just starve your people for another 10 years. And trust me, like it's going to work out for you in the end. You're going to be the, the place everybody wants to go or, or whatever the case. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's, I'd be lying if I said I understood every aspect of it because I don't, I mean, I, I know my pastor says we should support Israel um, because they're God's chosen people and all this stuff. Um, so I, I mean, I, but there's, there's, there's a lot to it. You know, it's a very, it's a very big onion, so to speak. Um, you know, it's not as cut and dry as 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 people try to make it out to be. Uh, but I know that the things I've seen uh, so far um, about w with the with what they've done to the people of Israel, you know, kidnapping old women and and kids and and all that stuff and kicking dead bodies and all that stuff I've seen. And it seems like it's and way more and showing it on and posting it online. Did you hear that story of the of the granddaughter and grandma and whatnot? Uh, no, there was a, I saw an interview with this girl. I read it first, but then I watched an interview later and this girl was saying, she, I don't know where in the area they all were, but she called her grandma and was like, are you okay with all this going on? And the grandma's like, I I'm okay. I'm fine for now. You know, they're in the streets and they're being crazy or whatever. And, and then they didn't hear from her grandma and she didn't answer the phone after that. And so then what had happened was, some of these uh, terrorists, for lack of better words, came into her house, took her phone, made her log into Facebook, recorded them killing her on Facebook, and then uploaded it to her Facebook. So wow. all of her family, all of her friends just saw a video of this lady being killed. And the girl that they were interviewing was like, that's how we found out. Like, it's the worst thing I could ever imagine. And we're never going to forget it. And all of this shit like that's those are the mindsets that we're dealing with. And it's what other choices there. But like the, they act like one of the choices is just be nicer to them. Just give them what they want. But that doesn't work with people like that. Like the no. only choice is is to fucking put them in jail or kill them. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. Um, I have heard that they are talking about Hamas. Speaking of Hamas, the people that they've, um, I wrote it down here. Where is it at? Uh, that they are gonna that they are gonna like execute some of these people publicly, uh, the the hostages and that kind of thing. I still can't find where I wrote it down. Um, yeah, no, I heard that too. And and who knows? You know, there might be maybe they've got a date planned already, or they're just waiting for the signal. You know, but yeah, there's people, including American citizens, that are being held hostage over there right now. Yeah, Iran Foreign Ministry spokesperson Nasser Kanani praises attacks um, on women and children and the elderly. Um, and going back to your point earlier, like the only Iranians I've really met in mass are like at World Cup wrestling tournaments and and they were super nice people. And, you know, you know, they're not all that way um, about everything. You know, I don't I don't know, man. It, it's it's. It's, it's like it's, it reminds me of there was an episode of Family Guy with uh, Russell Brand where he played a dolphin and uh, he was talking to Peter and I forget the setup of the joke, but uh, Russell Brand's reaction was, uh, yeah, but it's like saying that all terrorists aren't Muslim. I mean, you know, they are, but come on, you don't say that. Yeah. Well, and it's the same with the with who runs Hollywood, you know, it's like, ah, come on, man, don't say that. And it's like, but they do. But come on, don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, any of these videos okay the there's Trump this is a Trump giving a speech or putting out a video in August after Biden agreed to give six billion dollars to Iran I think it was and we should talk about that for just a second because everybody's defense of that is they didn't just give them six billion dollars they released six billion dollars in humanitarian aid so they can only use it for like hospital stuff and food or whatever. And it's like, that's like me giving you a, a, a gift certificate to Walmart and, and you go and you spend it at Walmart and you're like, all right, cool. So now all of my own money that I was going to spend at Walmart, I can spend on whatever else I want. And that's the deal with this money. It's like, yes, they have to use the $6 billion for humanitarian shit but they would have had to pay for a bunch of humanitarian shit anyway. So now they're just going to use the gift certificate and they're going to keep all of their money to do whatever else they want to do with $6 billion. Maybe terrorist shit. Right. So in other words, they can do, they, they still have, you know, it's almost like uh, we, we got We have to put this money in our bank account, but now we can take out the other 6 million we, billion we had and, and do it for whatever we want. Yes. And okay. so and I see all these excuses of people being like, they can't use the money for terrorism, you idiot. They can only use it for food. That's like, that's not a good excuse at all. So yeah, no. you can play that Trump thing. Or the other video is uh, Ron Paul years ago talking about Palestine and Israel. And it's basically the same sort of arguments that we're having today, decades later. Well, and it or should also one in the middle is uh, the Jimmy Dore thing. Okay, and it should be also noted that he did it. He sent him that six million, six billion on September 11th, uh, which I thought was odd. Um, gosh dang it, I lost what I was going to say. He sent him that billion, on, that money on September 11th, um, 
And every time something like this happens, speaking of like Israel and all that, Joe Biden is never anywhere to be found, which kind of lends credence to the whole he's just has to do what he's told kind of a thing, uh, even even if going along with the plan, so to speak, you know, because he's always doing a, having a barbecue or or riding his bike or or some shit like that when, you know, he should be having a press conference about how serious all this stuff is. But he's never mm-hmm. anywhere to be found. Um, so which one do you think is better, the Trump one? It doesn't matter. They're all going to lead us somewhere. So, yeah, just play with it. And you just agreed to pay a $6 billion ransom to the Iranian dictatorship in exchange for hostages. This is yet another Biden surrender and a further blistering humiliation of the United States of America to the world stage. But even worse, this decision will be extremely deadly. Biden is giving $6 billion to the world's leading state sponsor of terrorism. Just as when Obama sent the Iranian regime pallets of cash for hostages in the dark of night, remember, plane loads of cash, Biden's ransom payment will be immediately used to stoke violence, bloodshed, and mayhem throughout the Middle East and all around the world, costing countless innocent lives. It's also guaranteed that the fanatical Iranian regime will use this money to advance their nuclear weapons program, putting Israel, the United States, and the entire world in very grave peril. They are reportedly just weeks away from a nuclear bomb, something which would have never happened under the Trump administration. Tragically, Biden's ransom payments also make it dramatically more likely that even more Americans will be held captive in the future because Biden has shown that he will pay gargantuan sums of money, meaning the kidnappers turn a massive profit. They're making money hand over fist. In other words, Biden has put a bounty on the head of every American citizen abroad. Under my leadership, we brought home more than 50 hostages from all over the world, and we never paid ransom money to do it, not at all. We did it with diplomacy, and we did it through strength. And we will do it again when we are reelected as President of the United States. Our country is failing. We are a failing nation. We will turn it around, and we will make America great again. Thank you. Yeah, again, for the hundredth time on this podcast, if you don't like Trump's personality, get over it. The guy put us in no new wars. He brought peace to the Middle East, uh, which is something no one ever thought would happen. Um, And since Biden got back in, there's been the Afghanistan debacle, uh, Ukraine, uh, now Israel, Taiwan is coming. Um, What other country is is North Korea? probably is going to get into it. We're headed towards World War III, and we'll see. We will see. I don't know if we'll actually get there. I, To be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if a nuke dropped in the Middle East somewhere. If they were going to put one anywhere in the world, they would probably put it in the Middle East. And I'm sure the people in the Middle East that are in on this one world government plan or like come on dude don't do it here and they're like we got to man that's the best place to do it like Mm -hmm. you're the people that we all care about the least and you knew that when you got into this and the guy's like yeah all right valid you did say that yeah i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen but uh yeah play the ron paul thing next and uh yeah let's just rapid fire some videos here at the end so we can get all these in all right
the Middle East, and in particular with Gaza right now, we have some moral responsibility for both sides, uh, in a way, because we provide help and funding uh, for both Arab nations and Israel. And uh, so we definitely have a moral responsibility, and especially now today, the weapons being used to uh, kill so many Palestinians are American weapons, and uh, American funds essentially are being used uh, for this. But there's a political liability, which I think is something that we fail to look at because too often there's so much blowback from our intervention in areas that we shouldn't be involved in. You know, Hamas, if you look at the history, you'll find out that Hamas was encouraged and really started by Israel because they wanted Hamas to counteract Yasser Arafat. And you say, well, yeah, that was better then and served its purpose, but we didn't want Hamas to do this. So then we as Americans say, well, we have such a good system, we're going to impose this on the world. We're going to invade Iraq and teach people how to be Democrats. We want free elections. So we encourage the Palestinians to have a free election. They do, and they elect Hamas. So we first indirectly and directly through Israel help establish Hamas. Then we have election. Then Hamas becomes dominant, so we have to kill them. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. During, during the 80s, uh, you know, we were allied with Osama bin Laden. And uh, we were contending with the Soviets. It was at that time our CAA thought it was good if we radicalized the Muslim world. So we financed the madrasa schools to radicalize the Muslims in order to compete with the, with the Soviets. There's too much blowback. There's a lot of reasons why we should oppose this resolution. It is not in the interest of the United States. It's not in the interest of Israel either. He's not wrong, and shit is still the same way. And that I don't remember the exact date of that one, but that was decades ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if if this we hadn't been sold out to the central bankers in 1913, uh, most of this shit wouldn't be happening. You know, they're they're not just messing with America. It's, it's their whole goal for one world government, and so they can be the elite and the rest of us will be like a hunger game society and they can have fun by like watching us kill each other. And, um, it, it yeah. is like, it is like a movie almost. It's gross. I agree. Uh, well, and the, this next video, the, the one that is not Jimmy door, uh, is Biden. I think this was in 2007. And I just found this interesting because he's talking about what would happen if we pulled out of one of these, uh, Middle Eastern countries and left all of the equipment there, which is exactly what he did in Afghanistan. So play that one real quick. Yeah, this is back when he had a brain and every now and, and again he said shit that made sense. And before you do it, it it creeps me out how he like leans over and gets like this far from a lady's face at one point and like looks her in the eyes and shit. I hate when people do that. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Okay. Tomorrow. The order goes out from the president. I'm president of the United States. I issue an order. End the war today. Begin to withdraw all American troops. It will take a year to get the American troops out. Do you hear me now? That's the truth. It will take a year to get them physically out. Now, if you leave all the equipment behind, you might be able to do it in seven months. 
and you leave those billions of dollars of weapons behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday. Yeah, I just, that was creepy how he leaned towards her, but he's also correct, and that's exactly what he did. He pulled the troops out and left all of the equipment behind. Yeah, $85 billion worth. The, 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 all this money, dude, that they're, we're always talking about, $6 billion, $85 billion, $33 trillion. I'm like, man, all this money, and, and, and it comes from America and our grandchildren's children's children, and we don't ever get a say in it. They're just like, this is what we're doing with all this money, you know? Yeah, they're like our parents or something. And we're like, can can I have a million for video games? And they're like, no, you don't need money. This These people over here need money more than you do. Yeah, I mean, when you were even, even talking about sending, even if it was just for humanitarian aid or whatever, $6 billion to, to Iran, um, I'm pretty sure $6 billion would do something for the people of Los Angeles or San Francisco or all the, you know, we talk about it all the time. It's, it's uh, crazy. Yeah. So um, I forgot that we already did 10 or 15 minutes before we started this one. Should we just wrap it up or you just want to do a long one today? Well, we'll do these. We'll do these last two at least, or do we have a whole shitload of them? Uh, we probably have five more after these two. Oh, wow. Okay. So well, it's up to you. We can, we'll what let's do these and then we'll decide. Okay. What happened to the, you know, I'm sure you noticed this, that all these comedians stopped being funny at the beginning of COVID. All the people who we laughed at for 20 years and none of them were funny anymore because they weren't allowed to laugh at what was happening. It was really happening. They all had to go along with the narrative. It was shocking. You were the first guy who was being funny about it. You know, the humor is such an important <laughs> part of of, uh, of change and criticism and political dissent. As for Jimmy Kimmel and, and Colbert and, you know, all of those guys, they just, they went dead. What happened? Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. I don't, that choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in, we'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. I feel like they let down comedy. Um, now, I, I, I know Jimmy Kimmel, he was a sweetheart of a guy. I always thought he was a nice guy. He was nice to me. And so it was a heartbreak to see that. And um, Stephen Colbert was a hero of mine comedically. I thought that show he did was the best satirical comedy show in the history. Yeah. Please welcome Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Mr. Kennedy! And turns out he became that character <laughs> when he started hosting his late night show on CBS. He became the character he used to be, just repeats talking points and establishment. I mean, it was nuts to watch. It was heartbreaking. And so I appreciate the nice the, the nice words from you on that. And uh, I feel, you know, he's always be very proud to be a member of the stand-up comedy community. And uh, boy, it really uh, left me. If you like this video and you want to help me become president of the United States, go to Kennedy24.com. I left was Oops. freaking out about. Oh, I was going to say, that's fine. Keep keep it going. Well, before we bring her in, because that's who is going to be on our podcast next week. Um, yeah, I agree with what, what Robert F. Kennedy was saying, but just for the record, Mike and I were making fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nobody knows who we are, which is fine. Um, eventually you will, hopefully, but um yeah, the the mainstream guys definitely weren't. I, I've never 
been a Colbert fan. Um, well, maybe I, I was at one point. I don't even know because I've hated him for the last few years. But yeah, oh, I was a huge Colbert fan when he was on the Colbert Report on Comedy Central because he. And it's weird because I was a Republican or I was a Democrat at the time, but I still agreed with a lot of the things that he said jokingly, you know, where he was like, everybody needs a gun and that kind of stuff. But he would say it in his in the character of a super Republican guy. And I don't even know if I realized that the first few years that I watched it, I just kind of agreed with the things that he was saying. But it was the same as The Daily Show, like they just pointed out the absurdities that that were clear to if you were willing to look, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they all had to, uh, you know, even I, I bet most of them don't even agree with some of the shit they, they have to say that they that they do say. Uh, I, I can't speak for sure. I don't know. But um yeah, they probably get their little cue cards and they're like, wait, I support Palestine? And they're like, just read it. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Um, so do we want to play some videos before we get to Callie? Or... No, you can play her real quick and then we'll okay. decide what to do after that. Okay, this is Callie Fontanilla. I'm not sure how to say her last name. Before next week, we're going to learn how to say this girl's name. Yeah, because she's going to be on our podcast. I I do like her stuff on Instagram. She makes a lot of sense, and um, I'm surprised she's as popular as she is, making all the sense she does. (laughs) Travel ban that they called the Muslim travel ban. Because, you know, the left seems to think that Muslims only come from seven countries, but that's a whole other point. Anyways, what Trump did was restrict the travel to America from seven countries that posed to be a threat. It was a way to proactively prevent terrorist attacks like what happened in Israel over the weekend from happening in this country. Obama actually did a similar measure with the same countries in 2015. This was also why Donald Trump was working hard to secure our borders. So people can call it xenophobic. People can call it racist. You know what I call it? Putting the American people first. Boom. Yeah, her her voice was off there. That was probably my fault. Uh, yeah, I, I've never understood why anyone has a problem with America first. I just don't get it. Yeah, I I mean, anyone in America should think like, yeah, us first. <laughs> my voice cracked, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, uh, I'm here. I'm just bringing up all of the ones we've got left. Um, let's see. Oh, do we want to hear? Well, I'll just say this and then we don't have to watch the video, but Robert F. Kennedy Jr. announced that he's running as an independent. So he's going to be the third party candidate in this. And what that should do is take a bunch of votes away from the Democrat, but who knows how it's all going to work out, but he has announced that he's running. He's not running as a Democrat anymore. So I don't know what actual party he's chosen to run for or if he's making up a new one or what, but there's yeah. that. I wish we would have brought this up at the very beginning of the podcast and I totally forgot about it, but I wanted to bring this point up at the beginning and I agree with what you said because that's that's what I was going to say was that the people who can't stand Joe Biden but can't stand, Joe Bu- can't stand Trump are going to vote for Kennedy, but now it'll be independent. It won't just be a blanket vote for Democrats. 
Um, so it's going to, you know, and the, and Trump supporters are Trump supporters. They're not going anywhere. So it can only help Trump as far as I'm concerned. Um, and, and I think if, you know, it's just going to make it hard, it's going to make it harder on the, uh, them to cheat. And if they can't cheat, they're going to do something like start world war three or drop a nuclear bomb on someone right. or whatever. Um, so, uh, I don't know what to think of it exactly. I mean, on one hand, it's good for Trump, and on the other, it's like, is this bad for the, you know? It, it but it could also just be part of some plan, you know. And they're like, yeah. and then, and then Kennedy will get in there, and then he'll take half of Biden's votes or twelve percent of them or whatever. What uh, he only needs to take one percent of them for Trump to overtake him. Trump's already ahead of him in the polls and stuff, so. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to throw a wrench into everything. I don't even know if Biden's going to be the guy. A million different things could happen between now and then. But for now, we know that he's running as an independent. I would play the girl video first because the other one's just something funny. But I also liked it. So I shared it. Yeah, I don't I don't know why anyone who considers themselves a, re a Democrat wouldn't be all about uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Because uh, he's a you... crazy conspiracy theorist. He's a vaccine denier. But he's not. That's the thing. He's not a vaccine denier. No, he straight up comes out and says, like, no, you should get vaccinated. I got vaccinated. But with these COVID things, we don't know what's in them. They didn't exist until a few years ago, and nobody ever really tested them except some mice or something. Like all of those things just make him an anti-vaxxer when it's like if if everybody got to listen to him clearly say those things instead of, again, like the kick in the dog thing. People just read a tweet that says anti-vaxxer Robert F. Kennedy says this and they're like, oh, well, I don't want to hear what he says if he's an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, well, we'll ask Kelly what she thinks about the whole vaccine thing and all that. We don't really have enough time to get into it right now, but there is a reason that Trump allowed it to go forward as as quickly as he did. Um, do you want to say something about it? Uh, I mean, I heard somebody say that they're like, the vaccine wasn't created because of the virus. The virus was put out because of the vaccine. So they and every day I think this is more and more possible. Like when COVID was going strong and there was no vaccine, if somebody died, it was a COVID death. And everybody that was on the COVID train was like another death. Fuck like COVID's getting everybody. Then the vaccine came out and now every death I look at as a vaccine death. Like, oh, they probably wouldn't have died if it wasn't for the vaccine. Maybe neither of those things ever did anything. And both sides are just reacting like sports, you know, like I just want to be I want to root for my team or whatever. But wouldn't it be interesting to find out that the vaccine didn't do anything and covid never really was that big of a problem? It was just all of us taking every 90 year old that died of natural causes and being like, Oh my God, this disease is terrible. And us taking every 18 year old athlete who has a heart attack and being like fucking vaccine when really like both of those things just happen sometimes. Yeah. I don't know.
But I'm still on the side that thinks like COVID wasn't that big of a deal and the vaccine is probably killing people. But I don't know. No proof. Yeah. Well, and we live in such a weird time that, you know, so many, you know, the Epic Times comes out with stories all the time about the vaccine, uh, but you're never going to hear it on mainstream media. Right. Um, and here's this girl. I, I like this video. I can't remember exactly what she said, but I do remember liking the video. All right. People not sit well for others. I hate Pride Month. And not because I care about who you want to love, but because I'm sick of the corporate pandering. I'm sick of seeing all-age drag shows where bearded men wrapped in fishnets and BDSM outfits are grinding their man bulges into the faces of children. I'm sick of society pushing children to transition. I am tired of men dressing up as women to victimize other women in sports, public restrooms, locker rooms, and life. We have pride flags painted on our sidewalks, they're flying from our embassies, they're hanging in our schools, and yet a group that claims to be so deeply marginalized has an entire month dedicated to one of the seven deadly sins, and I'm supposed to tolerate it? What once was a call for people to just mind their business and love who they want to love has turned into a campaign to force people, regardless of religious beliefs, to accept a certain way of life that they don't want to accept, and a trend to destroy childhood innocence in an attempt to validate sick adults and I want no part of it. The only rainbow I celebrate is God's promise, and the only pride I want to have is the pride for my country. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's not about not it's not about having a problem with gay people that she doesn't like it. It's that pride is the is the downfall of man essentially, and if you think you can do things without the help of God, that's your own pride and that's why it's uh that's what they mean by uh, talking about it in the Bible and it being one of the seven deadly sins and all that. Um because it's kind of confusing until you start reading the Bible. Uh, but even as a guy who doesn't read the Bible, my common sense says like, no, I don't want, no, sir. I don't want you putting a dress on and gyrating in front of my kindergarten class. And they're like, why not? What's wrong with that? And it's like, I, if you're taking that side of the argument, I don't even want to talk to you. Yeah. And, And just, you know, she touched on it a little bit, like regardless of your religious beliefs, it's become this thing where if if you if your religious beliefs say you're not down for that, well, you're a bigot. Like, well, I'm not a bigot. That's just what I interpret the that how I'm supposed to believe and what I've always believed. And and they're, they've just put people in this category of no, you're a piece of shit. Like, well, that's yeah. not fair. All of those piece of shit words are just used when they don't have a logical ex- argument to use against you. Nazi, racist, bigot, f- anything that ends in phobe. Like, yeah. they, that's just what they say when they don't want to have a conversation with you. When I'm like, you know, what's the deal with all these? Like, it, it, there's all these shootings in America, but most of them are in inner cities and they're gang related. And they're like, you're racist, dude. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just saying like that. Why aren't we focused on that first or even at the same time as these school shootings that statistically happen super duper rarely, even though they still happen? Yeah. So we've got two videos left. One of them's funny and one of them is uh, just kind of interesting. And it's not one that you sent to me. I just found it on my own scrolling through Twitter. But uh, it was like nine minutes. I chopped it down to a little less than two minutes, I believe. And uh, it's about AI taking our jobs and stuff. Is that the guy or the other one? That is the one of them's like just feet. 
and the other one's a guy holding a box. The guy holding the box is the one we should watch next. Okay. I don't see any feet, by the way. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know what's up with my voice today, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey. <laughs> Maybe you're going through puberty again. I hope. All right. Here we go. Never say good morning to another man. Be a man. <laughs> Hang a picture of your wife on the kitchen wall that says employee of the month. Be a man. If your wife can't stand your friends, invite them all over to watch the game. Be a man. Don't take the easy way out. Struggle at all costs. Be a man. When you see a bad driver, always assume it's a woman. Be a man. Don't be an inspiration. Crush everybody's dreams. Be a man. When your broad has to go to the bathroom real bad, go in front of her and take a 45-minute dump. <laughs> be, a, be a man. <laughs> that just made me laugh. <laughs> uh, that was funny. Okay. All right. Final video. Is AI going to take all of our jobs? You should uh, look up this. It says the name in the corner of the video at certain points. Look up the thing and watch the whole nine minutes if you want to. But I just chopped a lot of it out. We still get the gist from this. Okay. It's going to disappear. And so are your friends' jobs. And so are the jobs of untold millions of Americans. As artificial intelligence becomes more advanced, the computers are going to get better than us at almost everything. Which means improvements in technology could leave most of us without anything to do or any way to earn a paycheck. It's a threat the likes of which we've never seen before. By which we mean it's a threat we've kinda seen before. By which we mean Okay, look, it's a threat that has actually run throughout the entirety of human history. And so far, it's never actually happened. We've seen this play out over and over throughout history. The details are always a little different, but the pattern is pretty consistent. Seriously, people were panicking about losing their jobs to machines in the 1500s. And it probably goes back even further than that. So. What's happening here? How do we keep avoiding disaster? Well, for one thing, we often tend to overestimate how much change there's going to be. That scary Oxford study we told you about earlier, it estimated that 47% of American jobs were in danger of automation within as little as a decade, which is why it's worth knowing that it was published in 2013. Another factor is that there's no fixed number of jobs in the world. Here's what we mean. Even when a job does actually get automated away, that pretty much always means that the task in question has now become faster and cheaper, which makes society more productive and wealthier, which in turn means we start creating new and different jobs. As a result, the future looks a little different when you consider both sides of the equation. It's always been this way. In fact, about 60% of people working today have jobs in categories that didn't even exist in 1940. Could this time be different? Sure. But it's worth keeping in mind that all those people in the past thought their time was different too. None of which is to suggest that the future will be painless. 
Some people will lose their jobs. Some people will have to develop new skills. But there are still going to be jobs out there. Lots of them. Yeah, yeah see? Everything's going to be fine. Don't yeah. worry. I mean, I've often wondered that, like, are we, you know, is this Y2K all over again? Are we worried about shit that's not even going to happen? Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. But I know that all good things do come to an end eventually. Yeah. Roman Empire and shit. You yeah. Know, America probably thought things were going pretty good for them. And then they're like, oh, wait, we're not we're not in charge anymore. Yeah. Well, and America is still a relatively young country and it could, the great experiment could end any moment. And, uh, and it, you know, it, I wish we would have never sold out to the central bankers and the super elite rich people that, uh, at this point they don't need any more money. They just want power and we're giving it to them. Yeah. That's the, that's the saddest thing is that I feel like all these things could be avoided if there wasn't so much, chaos and confusing confusion going on uh to distract people um from what's really occurring and we could be wrong about everything dude i mean that's worth noting and sometimes i hope we are but i just don't think we are yeah all right it's a good place to end right there we end with the screaming of the goat yeah all right buddy well uh did we not have... Oh, shit. I didn't have this scrolling the entire time. Wait, that's not supposed to be there anyway. All right. And there no, you go. I, There's that. We didn't have it, but... Yeah, we did the first 10 I, minutes. I didn't even notice. Um, yeah. So, real quick, what do I have? Uh, I'm going to be at Crackers Comedy Club in Indianapolis this weekend. Come check me out there. I just updated my website, which is mikeisfunny.com. And I've got all my upcoming dates on it, which I haven't actually been able to say for almost a year now uh, because I've only had like one or two dates at a time. But I've been trying so hard the last month to get work the last month. And all of these places are like, well, I don't have anything this month, but you can come work here in February. And I'm like, all right, I'll put it on the schedule. So now I actually have things on the schedule. So check me out and uh and if you live near tim then go see him do comedy somewhere yeah i've got a private thing next uh or this thursday actually two days from now um in jefferson city missouri it's at a place called i actually don't know if it's private um but it's at the council bluffs event center um pretty good gig and uh wait it's the council bluff center in jeff city council bluffs event center in jefferson city missouri uh, interesting where, where i would be. think that would be in council bluffs iowa but i guess not nope don't confuse the people mike it's jefferson city missouri um, are you sure it's not jefferson street <laughs> that'd be funny no if you're like i'm here i'm in jeff city where's the council bluffs entertainment center and they're like what you're just confusing the shit out of people it's the council bluffs event center if you want to come in jefferson city missouri don't listen to anything mike said um and I will be at the Looney Bin in Little Rock, November 14 through 19. And then I will also be at the Kansas City Improv, November 22nd. And that's probably enough dates to throw at you right now. But that's where I'll be. Capital, is... Capital Bluffs Event Center. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I was wrong then. Capital Bluffs See? Event Center in Jefferson Boom. City, Missouri. 
No one's gonna come anyway. I get the same money anyway. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like what are the what are the odds that somebody's watching this podcast that lives near Jeff City and is like, holy shit, I'm gonna go to that. If you if they exist, then take a picture with them and we'll show it on the podcast next week. Sounds good. All right, everybody. God all right. bless all of you. Thanks for tuning in and take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.